It seems that the status quo has become the fluxus quo. Everything is in constant motion, in flux. Nothing seems to stand still. Nothing stays the same. Movement precedes stability. Change is everywhere. Maybe you heard the joke about how many Presbyterians it takes to change a light bulb. There are at least three answers. Answer one, change? Who said anything about change? Answer two, 100. One to change the bulb and 99 to plan the funeral and carry it out and mourn the loss of the one. Answer three, how many Presbyterians does it take to change a light bulb? None. Those newfangled light bulbs will eventually burn out too. Why bother changing them? Besides, kerosene lamps work for those who went before us. Why can't we just stick with that? We continue this sermon series called Word for the Week. This week's word is church. You can read it in the bulletin. Maybe a better word would be blur. Change is everywhere. The status quo is being replaced by the fluxus quo blur. Wednesday of this week, we saw a sit-in led by Congressman and famous sit-in leader John Lewis pushing for some action on gun control in Congress. The sit-in lasted more than 19 hours. Was it another political stunt? Or is this the beginning of some momentous effort for significant change. On Thursday of this week, in a vote across the pond in Great Britain, the Brits voted by a very slim margin to leave the European Union. And this Brexit, as it's called, set off all kinds of questions and confusion and uncertainty. How will the economic markets respond Well, the early indications are worrisome. How will Scotland respond? How will other nations respond? What does this mean for U.S. elections? What does it mean? Then on Friday of this week, floods ripped through the Virginias. Another example of summer storms and devastation and uncertainty. And... We're still reeling from the shootings in Orlando. And there have been various court case rulings out of the Supreme Court on immigration, out of Baltimore regarding a policeman and the racial tension there. And, as you may know, for the last week, Ginger and I have been in Portland, Oregon, attending the General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church USA. The General Assembly of the PCUSA meets nationally like this every two years. And Ginger and I attended, not in any official capacity, but as observers, 
because it's always fun and inspiring and informative, especially for two of us so rooted in Presbyterian church and Presbyterian life. It's so fun and informative to be a part of a national gathering like this. Ginger had not been to the General Assembly since 1983 when her father was elected as moderator of that body. When we arrived in Portland, we got into uh, a car for a drive to our hotel, and the driver initiated the usual conversations about where we were from and what we were doing in his city of Portland. So we told him we're coming to a national meeting at the Oregon Convention Center in downtown Portland, a national church meeting, a bunch of Presbyterians coming from all across the country and in fact all around the world to be in Portland, and we would be in Portland for a week. So he commented, oh, so that's a lot of time. I guess you'll be praying and reading the Bible and singing and having fellowship and other stuff, right? And You're going to be here a whole week? And Ginger and I looked at each other because we knew that the meeting of the General Assembly was not quite so simple. So much remains in constant motion. And in a blurry world, everything is changing. And God keeps calling us to be the church. Ever-changing church. And ever-serving God church in a very changing world. Let me give you just some updates about the church. Ours is a church. Ours here at Second Presbyterian Church in downtown Richmond. and Ours, the PCUSA, meeting this week in Portland. Ours is a sincere and devoted praying and reading the Bible kind of church. We are singing and celebrating and worshiping and other kind of stuff church like the Uber driver asked us, whenever you have 600 commissioners coming from every presbytery across the country, from every part of this nation, diverse as it is, and more than 1,000 other people coming literally from around the world, these are all devoted church people, you will certainly find lots of rich and wonderful worship, lots of preaching and praying, lots of singing and liturgy and Bible study. Worship and openness to God, both here in this place in downtown Richmond and at the national meeting of the PCUSA, worship centers our life. South African leader and preacher Alan Bosak was one of the GA preachers. So was a gifted and talented and very young African-American woman from South Carolina. The Lord's Supper was celebrated numerous times during the week. Mission co-workers were commissioned for service in the world. Bible study kicked off almost every morning, led by two Union Seminary professors. There were moments of prayer and reflection all through the week at various parts through every day. There was a room set aside solely for prayer in the massive Oregon Convention Center This is where you can go for solitude and quiet and prayer. There was singing, rich and wonderful singing, filling this expansive convention hall with a sense of the sacred. The liturgy was energetic and elaborate. So the Uber driver did have it right. There would be lots of praying and worship and singing and Bible study. It happened. 
But what the changing world often does not understand is this. The church is called to be a change agent. This has always been the case. The church is called to be a change agent. God tells the people as early as the first pages of Genesis to go out. To go out and fill the earth. God told Abraham and Sarah to go and be a blessing to the world. God's prophets say we're to be a light to the nations. And the prophets kept stirring the people from their tendencies to stagnate and become a closed, ingrown, kind of hunkered down community. The prophets said, no, that's not your calling. Go out and be a light. Jesus uses these images in talking about God's people. A light on a hill. A candle in the darkness. Yeast in bread. Salt in meat. Seeds in a field. Like all those images, the church is called to be a change agent in a changing world, bringing positive change to God's world, working with God and for God, for God's reign of peace and love and hope. And the world is changing, and the church is changing, and change is changing, and the challenge is, how do we align our lives with God and God's ways in this changing world, especially in the church? And you can see and experience all of this change and the changing church at the General Assembly. On the first night of the Assembly, the church did something it's never done before. The Assembly elected two women as co-moderators. In a satirical article in the Religious News Service, the headline reads, PCUSA divests from patriarchy. We have had women moderators before. We have had African-American moderators before. And now we have two women moderators. Both are pastors. One is from Chicago and one is African-American from the Washington, D.C. area. And then as the General Assembly meets and begins to move into its business of the week, this large body breaks into working committees Working committees that deal with all the business that's come before the assembly. There are always a very broad range of issues before the church. And this year there was everything from a proposed new directory of worship, which guides our worship as Presbyterian churches, part of our constitution. That was on the agenda. Everything from that to major overtures about how the denomination should be structured in these changing times. Everything from the designation of pastors. Are we teaching elders? That's the official term since 2012. Or do we go back to the more traditional and familiar term, minister of word and sacrament, which actually this assembly recommends we do because it's more clear and more traditional. Everything from the church's latest action, opinions about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which has become very heated and divisive in recent years, and the church's opinion about action on fossil fuels, 
the latest topic to receive lots of focus at this assembly. And on the fossil fuel subject, the GA decided against divestment and more in favor of working with corporations to lessen our dependency on fossil fuels. You might ask, what is the church doing thinking about all these issues? That would certainly be the question from the Uber driver. What's with actions and decisions about fossil fuels and Israel-Palestine and other complex issues? All that only leads to debate and controversy and disagreement and maybe even division. But then, then we remember that God has always called us to be engaged in the world to be change agents for God's purposes, to work for the reign of God. That's our calling. That's never easy. It's often messy. But it's where our faith calls us to go, to be a light, to be yeast, to be salt, to bring hope and peace to God's world. I feel like this year's General Assembly did this work this year with more grace and more wisdom. The Assembly adopted finally the Belhar Confession, a document that we studied here in this congregation this past year, a document that emerged from the apartheid struggles in South Africa. That document will now be added to our book of confessions, our book of creeds, along with the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed and ten other creeds. This is a new creed that emerged from the global south, unlike all the other creeds, out of oppression and out of struggle. And we can be proud of that. We can. The assembly also backed off from divestment talk on fossil fuels, looking for more helpful ways to address environmental issues, trying not to alienate the business community or those in our congregations who have ties to fossil fuel corporations, perhaps. And the actions in regard to Israel-Palestine, which created so much tension uh, in and heartache two years ago in the last meeting of the General Assembly. This year, they were more careful. They were more nuanced. The church continues to have deep concerns about the oppressive actions and the harsh violence in that complicated conflict in the Middle East. And the church wants to be especially attentive to the suffering of children, especially Palestinian children. But the GA seemed to approach this year's discussion on this complex issue with more sensitivity and more balance. And then one of the more complicated and discussed issues of the General Assembly emerged from the former moderator, Heath Rader's push for the church to be about a new way forward, a new way forward for our denomination. Heath Rader is a dear friend of many in Richmond and many in this congregation here. And Heath Rader's term as moderator confirmed for him that the church must change. Change to be of service in a changing world. How do we function? How do we do business? How are we structured? How do we relate to each other? How do we spend our energy? And what do we spend our energy on? All of this needs attention. Heath Rader was pushing that. And so one of the major committees at this year's General Assembly was called the Way Forward Committee. As one person put it, it's like we're driving a 1950s gas-guzzling wide-bodied sedan with silver bumpers and fins on the back. 
And for these changing days, this fluxus quo, we need something more like a dirt bike. We need something much more accessible to places and much more adaptable to any occasion. We have to recalibrate. We have to refocus, especially in changing times. So the General Assembly voted strongly to put into place a commission. And you know in the Presbyterian Church, a commission has power. A commission empowered to make drastic and significant adjustments to how the denomination is structured and functions to carry out God's work in a changing world. You can read all about this in the summary of the PCUSA General Assembly. It's included in the bulletin today, a handout prepared by the Presbyterian Outlook, which has its offices in our Virginia building here. This is all for your information. This is for your prayers. This is for your continuing care about our beloved church. All of this makes me proud of our church, this church and our larger church. We are a church rooted in worship. We're a church rooted in Bible study. We're a church rooted in prayer and sacraments and being open to God's Spirit. And we are a church called and engaged fully in the world. That second part, called and engaged fully in the world, that second part gets messy, gets tense. It gets difficult sometimes, especially in changing times when we don't know what's going on. This call to be the church, working with God and for God on earth as it is in heaven, it can get difficult. It can get confusing especially in a national church when there's so much diversity of people from north, south, east, west. Different perspectives. Diverse peoples. But God keeps urging us. God keeps reminding us. God keeps calling us. We are change agents. That's who God's people are. We are change agents. Light in darkness. Yeast in bread. Salt in meat. Seeds in the field and our calling, our work, our witness is always for God, for the world, in and for the world. That's our calling. Psalm 147 reminds us, God is the Lord, great is the Lord, and abundant in power. That's God. And the Lord takes delight in those who hope in God's steadfast love. And our second lesson, the Apostle Paul reminds us very well in 1 Corinthians. Listen, consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and our righteousness, and our sanctification, and our redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Friends, we are called. We're called to be the church. You and I are part of a beautiful and complex and sometimes messy and very wonderful church. With our individual lives, with your life, with your daily pursuits, your specific gifts, your energy, and with all of us together in this place in downtown Richmond and related to God's beloved PCUSA, God chooses us to help God work in the world, change agents, changing God's blurry world for God's purposes. He's the source of our life in Christ Jesus. He's our wisdom and our hope. So we keep seeking, certainly here in this downtown setting as we worship and serve and with our connections, both national and global, through the PCA USA, we keep seeking to faithfully respond to God's call. May God bless us. May God guide us. May God sustain us and keep us as we seek to glorify and serve Christ, our source, our light, our hope. Amen. Let us pray. We believe, O oh God, Help our unbelief and empower us to fulfill our calling to be the faithful church following Christ our Lord. Amen.